This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by Bosbole.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, good morning. I'm Roshan Kanison and welcome to Open for Business. In a world brimming with challenges and opportunities, there exists a human desire to make a difference, to leave a lasting mark of positivity on society. Sokong, an initiative by Malajikini, was born from this sentiment. In August this year, Malajikini launched the digital platform to help non-profits and non-government organizations raise funds as well as channel donations to those in need. The platform developed with a grant from the Google News Initiative is to connect the social welfare sector with the public to raise funds, bridging the gap between passionate individuals and impactful causes. The question that comes to mind is why Milishkini, an online news portal, has built Sokong and what it says about their longer-term ambitions. Today, we speak with Premesh Chandran, co-founder of Milishkini, as well as Ishwaran Manoharan, the project manager of Sokong, on how the digital platform is empowering and elevating impact, what Milishkini hopes to achieve with Sokong and the company's future ambitions beyond media. Uh, to Prem and Ash, welcome to the studio. How are you both doing today? Thank you, Roshan. Thank you for having us. We are doing great. Nice to be back, Roshan. Nice to see you again. Nice to good see you again. Ash, you and I go back a little mm-hmm. way, um, mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. in our Canadian pre days over at Taylor's. Good to see you, old friend. Good to see yeah. you. Um, so I think let's just get into it straight. Um, this is quite an interesting initiative. I think you've gotten mm-hmm. a bit of traction, about 40 people on the platform, 40, 40 organizations yeah. mm-hmm. on the Sokom by, uh, by Bunijikini platform. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about what this is uh, and what the main objective of Sokong is? Sure. I think at a surface level, when we communicate with people, we usually say, look, this is a you know crowdfunding platform, is a digital fundraising platform for uh, NGOs, NPOs, and also social enterprises. But I think the bigger idea behind uh, Sokong is to really just to empower the civil society organization's uh, ecosystem. Uh, I think Malaysia Kini has been a social enterprise for uh, many, many years, over two decades now. So I think this is our way sort of to reconnect back to the social sector and, and, and to, you know, uh, share some of our capacities in order to empower that, that ecosystem. Um, Ash, maybe tell us a little bit about the gaps that Sokong is hoping to sure. fill, right? Because there are other crowdfunding yeah. platforms. Of course. This isn't the first. Mm-hmm. So what makes uh, Sokong special and uh, how is it going to fill the gaps in the donor beneficiary ecosystem? Sure. I think, um, well, there are other platforms in even in Malaysia, right? But then I think in terms of Sokong, it's quite unique because it is done from a media sort of perspective and more importantly, from Malaysia Kini sort of perspective. I think the first thing that we sort of looked at is how can we, uh, you know, uh, understand what are the needs of these organizations beyond just donations, right? So the first thing they require is probably, you know, a lot more press coverage and a lot more publicity for the good work they do. And as a media, we we have a large audience. Malaysia Kini has built a good audience over the past two decades. So, uh, you know, this is something that we are we want to share with them. And also on top of that, Malaysia Kini also has, a, you know, a in-house a technology team that has been running, uh, uh, you know, so we have that technology capacity as well that we could share with them. And, and to bring both of those press and technology perspective into it, added on top, uh, we can also rely on the brand trust that Malaysia Kini has, uh, you know, acquired from the riot over the past uh, two decades. So these are the, the all these three sort of points make Sokong a little bit more unique in the way it looks at, at the crowdfunding platform. 
Uh, Prem, I'd love to hear from you as well, given that you've driven, you and Stephen have driven this company for 20 years. Yes, you've passed on the reins there, but you're still co-founders of this company. Tell us a little bit about the the relevance of the synergies that you see uh, with this digital platform to the larger Malaysia Kini story. Thank you. As part of the transition, we have set up the uh, Malaysia Kini Foundation, Yayasan Malaysia Kini. Uh, and, you know, eventually the foundation will become the owners of, of Malaysia Kini. But instead of being, you know, a, a foundation with a huge amount of money, what we want to do is leverage on the trust that Malaysia Kini has built over the years. Um, the ability to, you know, hold people to account and also to reach out to a huge community of readers who really are part and parcel of this change that we're seeing in Malaysia. These are readers who want to participate and make Malaysia a better place. So we, we want to leverage on that to actually help these readers not just you know, support Malaysia Kini, but support other causes in Malaysia, other people who are trying to make a change in, in Malaysia. So that's the whole idea of having Sokong, to see whether we can play our role to bridge between you know, those who want to give and support and those who need um, that support. Uh, how does it fit into the larger business model per se? Um, the foundation itself is, is, is the foundation, it's a non-profit. Yeah. So it actually doesn't uh, fit smack into the business model, but it extends the mission. Mm. Malaysia Kini has always been a mission-based organization. So this, uh, you know, this really extends the mission of Malaysia Kini, uh, you know, or, originally to do the news, now to bring larger change in Malaysian society through so-called, through a giving platform. We'll talk about uh, commercialization and potential monetization of the platform or the technology underlying it a little bit earlier. But I'd love to learn more about the building of this, right? I think, Ash, uh, as project manager, you um, you and your team helped uh, put this together. Talk to us about the journey of building Sokong and the unique challenges that building this platform would have provided. Right. I think, as as always it is, you know, the idea is always a little bit vague in the in the beginning. And Sokong is, is, is an idea that has appeared to us, I think, probably two, three years ago. And more importantly, you know, during COVID, I think as a media organization, we were able to see how, uh, you know, of course, we saw the sufferings of the riot during this really difficult time. But also at the same time, we were able to see how generous and how charitable Malaysians were and still are at this point. So uh, uh, while observing all this, uh, you know, uh, famously Malaysia Kini got uh, you know, fined for half a million by the court <laughs> during COVID. It was a challenging time for us. But then the moment we opened our, you know, donation channels, um, people really came to support us. They really bailed us out. We managed to collect half a million in less than five hours on that day. <laughs> was that the inception point of this idea? I think so. I think, first of all, it, it sort of gave us the idea that we are capable of, you know, getting funds in and, and, and the Raya is really behind the brand, a Malaysian brand. Um, and there is a capacity for us to drive this kind of, you know, funding. So that, that was a good point, you know, for us to sort of step back. It was a very emotional phase for us as the whole organization, <laughs> as you could imagine. And, you know, I think the discussion started with how can we sort of, you know, give back, you know, to the right yard or, you know, what can we do to enhance our mission, uh, not just in terms of, uh, you know, telling truth to power and also keeping the riot informed, but how to, you know, participate in making, the, in making a better society in Malaysia. Now, Malaysia Kini obviously has a very good brand that comes mm -hmm. with it. It is a trusted brand by many in this country, um, especially given the two to two decades of independent news and coverage that you've done. Um, so with that, although you've, you know, you've slightly partitioned the branding a little bit, you're calling it Sokong by Malaysia Kini, mm -hmm. there are going to be concerns over who gets on the platform to get support. Mm -hmm. Is there any sort of curation that's done on the Sokong platform? Does it need, like, or, or can anyone get uh, funded on the platform? Of course, we do our due diligence. We want to know if the organization is legit, if the mm -hmm. uh, 
first of all, individuals can't participate in Sokong just off yet. I mean, you have to be an entity, a registered entity, whether you're registered by ROS or even SSM, right? But we do our due diligence and we see uh, how much impact you're creating, uh, you know, uh, how the funds are being used and do you even have the capacity for crowdfunding. Uh, so we have a process in-house. Of course, we are developing the process as we go. The first group of, uh, you know, sort of organization that joined Sokong is, is, is will always be in close proximity. Malaysia Kini has covered uh, stories on many of these organizations even before Soko. So we kind of already in, in close proximity with NGOs and POs and also social enterprises. So yeah, uh, I mean, uh, uh, we, we do uh, take in uh, organizations from various different causes, uh, you know, not just charity, but also advocacy groups, uh, uh, environmental groups. Uh, we also bring in arts and culture. So probably a more holistic approach, uh, you know, for the ecosystem. Yeah, and you know, very importantly, uh, um, a donor can do, uh, download the Sokong app um, uh, on iOS and, and Play Store. And through the app, they can actually follow charities and organizations that they want to support. So by following them for a while, you can actually you know, get a sense of them and then you can then start donating them. So I think the, the challenge now is that, you know, when a donor makes a donation, it's kind of one-off and you mm -hmm. don't hear back from these organizations. You don't know how the funds with you. So what we're trying to do is build a relationship between, you know, the donor and the beneficiary. And that's a long-term relationship. And that hopefully spurs the donor to, you know, even support more and give more in, in donations. It sounds a lot like a essentially a social media app, but dedicated towards the NGOs and NPOs that are uh, that are on the platform. So I see where my money is going. I've, I've donated money, but I also become part of the process mm -hmm. and I can be engaged with what the, uh, the beneficiaries are doing. Um, is the idea to make the app more engaging, to get people to communicate on that in the longer term? Yeah, I think so. Definitely, you know, we want to build a huge community. We want to create giving as part of our culture that, you know, everybody can give. Even if you're not earning that much, you don't have to become wealthy in order to give. We found that many times when people give, they feel better about society and also feel better about themselves. By giving society, you build confidence in that this society can work. And that's really the important message when we come, that we need to build the Malaysia that we want that nobody's going to build it for us. Mm -hmm. And part of it is supporting organizations that are making this change uh, in society. And, and we also really strive to make the giving part easy for everybody and at a very low entry point. Uh, for example, in Sokong, it's a bit unique because if you, if you only want to donate, say, 10 ringgit a month, that's all you want to give, that's fine. We, we support something called monthly donations, so you can pledge an amount and you can split it into how many organizations that you want. You know, it could be in the sense, right, for each huh. organization, but you don't have to pick one and just give the whole total amount to them. You can add the amount later on, but you can, you can get to split. So if you're doing 10 organizations, everybody gets a one ringgit, yeah. So let's say I'm someone who says every month out of my salary, I want to give 100 ringgit, 150 ringgit, something yep. along those lines. Yep. But I don't know who I want to support or I want to support multiple people. You can help facilitate that process. Yes. If you don't select any organizations, we, we pick the ones. Of course, we ask you to choose which kind of causes that you support. Mm. If you're an animal kind of guy, you know, if you, if you want to do for shelters, disaster relief, you can choose them and we can randomly uh, aggregate the funds. But at the same time, you can also choose uh, which organizations that you want to give it to.
And having this ready set of donors who are already on the platforms makes it also much easier to raise funds suddenly, for example, during a disaster. So, for example, with the flooding, also we saw a lot of people, you know, wanting to donate and, and get organized. But at that point, it's actually very tough. But if you're already on a platform, it's very easy for us to do a kind of an outreach and saying, this has happened, you know, let's, you know, let's give a bit. And every weekend, with one click, donate to the cause. Mm-hmm. And then you can follow how that money was used effectively. Mm-hmm. And we also encourage our users to, uh, you know, rather than do once off a big donation, we encourage them to do smaller ones, but more consistently. Mm. The reason is because organizations really struggle to have consistent funding. They get funding, but once in a while in, in you know, X amount or whatever. But having a consistent funding that comes through, it allows them to plan a little bit better for their future, you know, so that they can get make better impact. Folks, I've been speaking with Premesh Chandran, the co-founder of Malaysia Kini, and Ishwaran Manoharan, the project manager of Sokom by Malaysia Kini. I'm Roshan Kanderson. We'll be back in just a bit, so keep it here to open for business on BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Business, football, music. BFM 89.9. Open for Business is powered by BossBolet.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Kandison and this morning I've been speaking with Premesh Chandran, the co-founder of Malaysia Kini, as well as Ishwaran Manoharan, the project manager for Sokong, the digital platform that they've developed to help non-profits and NGOs raise funds, as well as distribute donations. Um, Gentlemen, earlier we were talking about, I guess, the inception point and how the app works, essentially. And there's a social element to it. There is an engagement element as well. And I guess the thing here with to get people to download an app is also uh, it's prime property, right? You want people to be using it. So do you need to drive engagement in order to keep the app on people's phones? Of course. I think we, we have to look at it separately as a, as, a, as a surface. So the first surface is, of course, we have the primary surface, which is so-called the ORG, the web uh, platform which uh, seems to get a bit more attraction uh, you know uh, as since we launched because probably it's just way faster mm-hmm. and you probably don't want to download an app just for charity purposes and so on uh, but at the same time uh, you know for the app to be you know uh, very engaging to the users we are planning a few features that are native to the app things that we can only do through the app right so wh- anything that you need to sort of follow up when we encourage people to follow up with organizations and keep in touch with them something you want to see every day, every week or so, then we will, you know, it'll be much more feasible for them to download an app rather than just, you know, doing whatever that is on the web. The web is more suitable uh, for quick donation drives. You know, if you have a ground event or things like this, it's, it's very fast. But for the app, I think we, we definitely we are rolling out features, uh, for example, achievement, for example, uh, you know, more data into the app and, and just give uh, added value for, for, the, for, for those who actually take the time to download the app. Yes. Currently on the app, um, if I'm supporting a, let's say a pet, a food, uh, food bank, for example, mm-hmm. what kind of information am I getting aside updates? Do I see where the money is going, or is that are there future plans to see this kind of transparency? Yeah. So in terms of transparency, we have started right now. Of course, uh, you know, at the first phase, we have uh, a few different ways they can sort of you know report back to the donors on how they have used these funds. One way is to do some sort of like a short publication called you know post. It's like a social media post. They can upload some 
some photos. This is very quick. This is very simple. This is very brief. Uh, you know, in fact, some of the things they are posting on Facebook, Twitter, and so on, they can sort of republish on Sokong as well. Uh, but also at the same time, they can call us up and we can do a write-up, like a more comprehensive write-up. I mean, this is where uh, Sokong's, uh, you know, news uh, background comes into into place where we help them sort of to write these articles up and publish these sort of impact reports for them as well. Ash, what's been traction and activity like on both the web and the app platforms? It's great. Uh, I think we have definitely surpassed the, the target that we wanted for, you know, since one month after the launch, it has been really, really good, uh, especially from the organization side as well. Uh, they're really engaging. They really think that we have a good value proposition for them. Uh, I mean, we, we, are, we are actually quite swamped trying to, uh, you know, <laughs> sign up everybody and onboard everybody. But we, we are glad. We are, we are quite happy. Uh, we did a, a small campaign for Persatuan Stand. Uh, Persatuan Stand, these amazing guys, what they do is that uh, they, they, they have a place where people with uh, autism, uh, they make the pies and, and they sell the pies. Of course, the money goes back to the, uh, the organisation. And we were able to connect Persatuan Stand to a few other uh, children's shelters uh, so that we, we, we managed to raise uh, more than 2,000 ringgit in, in probably a week's time. And we managed to bake 300 pies and uh, we, we <laughs> gave it to the children they're so happy uh, so you know so first campaign went well right uh, everything's good and of course we are looking ahead for a few more uh, coming how many have you onboarded so far how many organizations I think about 40 43 at the moment and can you share how much has been raised for these platforms over the last month close to about 20,000 ringgit that's not too bad with no marketing uh, budget at this point yeah at a very basic marketing level uh, so what, what we did was we, we you know we tried different avenues and see at the data which one helps the most does a web banner on Malaysia Kini help does the Malaysia Kini homepage widget help does sharing on social media help so we push a bit here and then we just trying to see and guess what it does help and uh, which has been the most beneficial uh, I think Malaysia Kini's web banners are fantastic for this uh, I think Malaysia Kini audience are very very charitable thanks to them <laughs> we're also going to shortly launch a kind of a B2B version of huh. this meaning that we're going to you know help corporations to do a bit of CSR I think a lot of organizations want to do it but if you're really big then you have a CSR department but if you're a little bit smaller sometimes it's a bit of a challenge mm -hmm. so we're trying to get companies to give you know 10,000 a year 20,000 a year and we will pick organizations that you know that um, fulfill the the visions of you know the organizations that they want to give the companies that want to give and we'll give them a bit of press releases a bit of publicity for their work so we're hoping to get a lot of companies on board as uh, as we grow mm -hmm. and uh, whether it's Ish or, or you, Prem, um, talk to us about the commercialization plans for this. Are there any plans to monetize the platform or the underlying technology in other ways? At the moment, no. At the moment, we're really seeing it as a non non-profit. Uh, there is some funds recovery through our, you know, our work with corporations as they as they give. So we charge an administrative fee and things. But the vision but on the B two B side, on the B two B side, we will charge a small fee for press releases and marketing of their CSR um, efforts. But the idea is then to then to launch um, Sokong in different uh, countries mm -hmm. where we can replicate this. You know, with a media partner in other countries or with different sectors. So it's really we are really trying to focus it as a non profit, not as a commercial venture for now. We're trying to differentiate ourselves and give confidence to um, to the donors that this is not about profits. Mm. This is about helping them give every single cent 
to the recipient. So we don't take a cut or you know, a portion of the money that, that is being donated. Now, uh, even if it is a non-profit, sometimes you still need to generate revenues because there are yep. costs to be paid mm-hmm. uh, here. Um, how has this project been, who's funded the project essentially? Uh, in the beginning, uh, it was co-funded by the Google News Initiative Program. Uh, they have a grant every year. We signed a proposal, we got it. So they initially funded, of course, co-funded. Mm-hmm. Um, Shikini, you know, put in some money and we got the sort of the first hurdles out of the way, the technical and, you know, all the way until our launch and so on. Uh, but for coming up for the next few years, we are looking at a few other fund providers, grants from, you know, international organizations, even local organizations. Uh, there, there are a few grants that, uh, uh, that we have applied to and we, we just received one uh, last week so so we're looking very positive on that and so grants is one way for us to you know continuously raise money to run Sokong but at the same time like Prem mentioned Easy CSR could be a, a good way to you know get some revenue in not profit but revenue just to sustain I think once we have a large base of donors, we don't think, you know, it, may, it would be a big challenge to raise funds for Sokong itself, either through grants or our own donors, you know, kind of empowering us by giving Sokong a little bit. But again, it's it's operated on, an, on a non-profit model by a foundation to ensure that you know, every single cent goes to the beneficiaries who really need um, that funding. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a bit of sense of the ins and outs, right? Because at the end of the day, non-profits don't run for free. Uh, there needs to be some cash flow in and there's obviously cost factors here. One of the cost factors is, of course, you have to pay for the transactions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if I understand correctly, you are using Stripe. So mm-hmm. there's a bit of a mm-hmm. lower fee there. What, what kind of transaction fees are we talking about here? Yep. And there's Sokong mm-hmm. and anything else on top? Because some some right. platforms have higher fees, like five, six percent. Right, right. So, so just just to clarify, this this fee is charged towards the donor, and it's at a two percent rate. So, for example, if you would like to donate ten ringgit, we charge a two percent on top of that. So, you end up donating ten ringgit twenty cents, uh, and we transfer the whole of ten ringgit back to the beneficiary. Uh, if you look at Stripe's, uh, you know, fee, of course, is a bit higher than two percent. So, the Yayasan is actually absorbing part of this fee, and and there is no any other fee for the beneficiaries, and there is no any other fee for the donors. Um, Yep. Yeah, so that 2% that mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. to help subsidize the cost of the transfer. So that's basically yep. going to Stripe and then there's additional funds being right. I mean, unfortunately, for any sort of digital payment providers, you will have to pay something for the infrastructure. Stripe is not, uh, you know, an exception. So, <laughs> so I mean, uh, unfortunately, we have to pay this. Uh, but of course, you know, we would like to speak further with Stripe and see if they could, you know, help us out in that, in that area. What's the benefit of using Stripe as opposed to other technologies that may be cheaper? Right, it is sort of when, when you, you could use use a technology that is not complete and extend the engineering time for about two years or you could use a technology that is already there and then shorten your engineering time to like three, two months, which what Stripe, uh, what Sokong actually went through. Um, what Stripe has is a, is, is a, is, is uh, sort of like a system where you can actually connect this different Stripe accounts so that we could transfer fund from a Stripe account to a Stripe account. So Sokong doesn't, does not transfer money from sort of Malaysia Kini's bank account to the beneficiary's bank account. We actually transfer from a Stripe account, Malaysia Kini's Stripe account, to the beneficiary's Stripe account. And this happens instantly. And the way they, they have done this in the back end is actually really, really easy for us, uh, you know, to use. Of course, when an organization joins uh, Sokong, they have to open their own Stripe account, which is completely free. And there is no fee for them to actually uh, pay out the money to their bank account. So this is an advantage that Stripe 
you know, has at this point, which we couldn't find from any other payment providers. So it was an easy choice. And Malaysia Kini has, has been using Stripe for the past many years for our subscription business and so on. So fantastic technology they have, and this is something we leverage on. All right, gentlemen, hold on to that thought as we got to go into a few messages. Folks, I've been speaking with Premesh Chandran, co-founder of Malaysia Kini, and Ish Warren Manoharan, project manager for Sokong by Malaysia Kini. I'm Roshan Kainasen. We'll be back in just a bit, so keep you here at BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBolle.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Benchmark for Managers, BFM 89.9 Open for Business is powered by BossBolle.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9. Hey, folks, welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Kainasen, and this morning I've been speaking with Premesh Chandran, co-founder of Malajikini, and Eshwaran Manoharan, project manager for Sokong by Malajikini. Uh, Prem, earlier we were talking a little bit about the potential revenues that could be generated on the B2B side to the CSR through press releases. Could you elaborate a little bit on that and how that will help cover the costs associated with running Sokong by Malajikini? Sure. You know, companies that don't mind doing CSR but want some publicity, mm-hmm. you know, on it. So there is uh, some functionality around you know, writing press releases, you know, getting those press releases into media, which showcase really the you know the good efforts of of those companies. So we can always charge a bit of an admin fee, a bit of a marketing fee, you know, on that uh, directly to the company apart from whatever they're giving to the the beneficiaries organisations. So we believe that there is that uh, small amount of a revenue stream that will cover part of our costs, and you know that's fine. And the other functionalities that we can develop over time that you know uh, SoCon can provide to the non-profit um, uh, uh, industry so to speak sector so you know trainings capacity building you know management trainings mm-hmm. um, over time we get a lot of data we can actually supply data to the government saying look this is how the social sector is working this is what's mm-hmm. working this is not what what is working so to almost you know become a base of expertise of how to actually strengthen this whole social sector in many countries the social sector plays a very critical role even in Malaysia, it does. But a lot of money perhaps now goes through, for example, religious char- charities, zakat, temples, churches, you know. So it's not really perhaps accounted for in a in a sophisticated way. So by actually using our data to actually build out the sector, a lot more can be done. In future, there's a lot of changes that are going to happen with uh, with climate change. It's going to be like carbon, uh, you know, carbon taxes or, or voluntary carbon um, uh, uh, donations that you might make. Mm-hmm. So for example, when you fill up your petrol, you could decide to say, you know, I will pay an extra 2% and, you know, I will you know, donate that money to an organization that's doing, you know, uh, uh, reforestation, for example. So, you know, as we change our behavior around climate, we believe that there'll be funds made available to be able to support, you know, um, climate mitigation efforts, etc. So we think it's a growing sector, um, but that will come later. The important thing now is to actually help organizations develop the sector, get our data in, build, build a base for these things to happen. Prem, so uh, you're talking uh, the B2B side of things. Uh, on the Sokong side, non-profit, uh, Malaysia Kini is a social enterprise. Uh, all this will be under a Yaris sign in time. Um, are there any synergies in terms from a, from a revenue perspective in terms of how Malaysia Kini can generate more revenue uh, by, adding, by adding services to Sokong? That, that's really not the objective. Mm. We're not really trying to 
uh, get commercial organizations, mm. whether it's Malaysia Kini or other organizations, to place advertising or to benefit uh, from that. We we don't want to break the trust. We don't uh, want uh, our our donors to feel that oh, this is just becoming another mm. commercial platform. We want our donors to feel really confident that everything that's done here, you know, is really for a good cause. It's really for the social sector. We're not going to pollute it with advertising, mm. etc. So we're trying to keep it clean and really build the trust uh, in organizations and people who want to give back to society. And and for for the public who who love this effort that we are doing this, of course you can subscribe to Malaysia Kini. <laughs> As a form of support, I mean, yeah. Um, Ash, talk to us about the goals and outcomes that Prem and the Malaysia Kini team have uh, maybe expressed in terms of where they want to see this app go. I think, um, of course, we have a few milestones that we want to achieve. Uh, by next year, we want to achieve at least about 1 million ringgit in donation in total. We want to onboard about maybe 300 beneficiaries. Um, and we, we we have a set of articles and content that we want to publish. Um, and so these are the main sort of milestones that we have at this point. Uh, I think the other sort of, uh, you know, more abstract sort of uh, objective that we have is to be able to look into organizations uh, you know, from different causes and see what we can do them uniquely for each of these causes, right? So, for example, a shelter might have different needs than an environmental group, for example. And how can we look into these different causes and either we create features or we create promotions or, you know, to cater each of these uh, causes and so on. So these are the primary goals that we're trying to achieve next year and, of course, to roll out easy CSR next year uh, so that corporate also can can take part in the change. We also want to, we're also building a lot more um, media publicity. So we have the uh, cj.my, a citizen uh, journalist platform that's running our stories and creating stories. We also have a Moving Walls uh, or, or their brand called Moving Hearts, which gives us a lot of space on their digital billboards. So really to help organizations reach out to larger audiences using media channels who are happy to give you know, kind of publicity to these causes. So that's another thing that we're building um, in the coming year. Now, uh, Prem, I think to wrap up this conversation with the introduction of Sokong, um, what can you tell us about Malaysia Kini or Yayasan Malaysia Kini's long-term ambitions? Right? Are, are we going? Can we expect to see more initiatives, more varying initiatives, come out from uh, from Malaysia Kini? Yes, I think that you know Malaysia Kini is focused on developing the news and uh, telling the stories that matter for Malaysians. Yayasan Malaysia Kini is about helping people help others. Right. How do we empower society to kind of make the broader changes that need to happen? So Sokong is really about crowdfunding or giving. There may be another platform, for example, on voting. Maybe you could use your vote to express your, your view. Or another platform in other types of social change. Or, for example, Sokong will also have a part of it about volunteering. Give your time for a social cause. So the whole idea of, of the Yasan uh, Malaysia Kini is to help others make the changes that we seek in, the, in, um, in this world, uh, in Malaysia and and more broadly. And we believe that we have the, the trust, the technology, the people, the relationships to make it happen. We think that, you know, Malaysia Kini is one of the most, I think, trusted organizations. We also publish in four languages. So we reach into the Malay community, the Tamil community, the Chinese community. Why not we use this trust that we've built over the last mm -hmm. two decades to do a lot more than just publish the news? So, you know, uh, I have retired from Malaysia Kini, but I'm really putting a lot of effort now into this next phase where we build up the Malaysia Kini Foundation, Yasan Malaysia Kini and Sokong and other efforts to make the change in the, in, in the country that we all seek. Ash, anything uh, you'd like to add before we wrap up? 
I think Sokong is in good hands. I, I think the organisation Malaysia Kini and ASM Malaysia Kini has given a lot of uh, you know encouragement and support. So we are very optimistic. We are very positive. Sometimes it's a bit hard to sell something that you don't make money for. Mm. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but once they have found out about all that, they are rest assured. I, I we really welcome organisations to come on board Sokong. We will do our best to help you guys out. Um, you know, one great thing about Sokong is that um, Ash and Steam use a lot of AI. So if you look at our material, our videos, you know, um, so not only are we building it uh, using technology, we're building it a lot of new technology, and that's really exciting. So if anybody wants to know more about how we use AI in Sokong, it's a good way to contact us as well. Mm-hmm. Ah, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm guessing that can streamline a lot of the processes on yep. the back end, the yep. content generation, mm-hmm. all that. So, um, Ash, I think that's another conversation for another day to yep. see how that pans out. Maybe uh, Richard Bradbury over at Tech Talk might want to have a word with you uh, later on. Yeah. Um, Ash and Prem, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Roshan. Thank you so much. Folks, I've been speaking with Premesh Chandran, co-founder of Malajikini, as well as Ishwaran Manoharan, the project manager of Sokong by Malajikini, a digital platform to help nonprofits and NGOs fundraise as well as distribute donations to those in need. I'm Roshan Gunnison. You've been listening to Open for Business. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Are you open for business? Register your company with BossBalay.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.